Story and a song, story and a song, words and music, they belong. Story and a song, story and a song, hope that you will sing along. Kia ora, I'm Tanya Bad. And I'm Peter Forster. And we'd like to welcome you to A Story and a Song, a storytelling podcast for children from the Batcave. Hello. <laughs> Kia ora, everyone. Welcome to the Bat Cave. Ah, Bat Lamb, you're full of beans this evening. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, you're always excited when we have a Bat Cave. Yeah, but it's a special Bat Cave tonight. Oh. Why is that? Because it's somebody's birthday. Oh, whose birthday is it? It's not mine. Bat Lamb's. No, it's not my birthday. Actually, we don't know when your birthday is, Batlam. We'll Definitely have to do some spring research. Springtime, sometime. Springtime, that's right. You were born in springtime. That's not my birthday. It's Pete's birthday! Yay! Hey, everyone loves a birthday, don't they? Yeah, I like having birthdays. You just seem to say eternally young, Batlam. <laughs> You're the sheep that never ages. Forever young. <laughs> Yeah, but we got a surprise for Pete later on, but I can't say anything right now. Shh! <gasps> a surprise! <laughs> wow, we've had we've been very busy since we saw you last. Some of you we actually saw at the Greyland Festival, didn't we? We did. We, we did. did. We did last weekend. We were over in the wind and the rain at the Greyland Park Festival. Oh, it was very wet. Yeah, it was very wet. Anyway, so we saw some of our storytelling friends at the Greyland Park Festival where we were telling stories using the Kamishibai. A what? Um, it's a little storytelling box that's on the back of a bicycle. Wow, that sounds cool. Well, I think it's cool because I really like storytelling and riding bicycles. In fact, we thought we might start off um, tonight's Bat Cave with one of the stories that we were telling at the Greyland Park Festival using the Kamishibai, but we don't have the bicycle. No bike. And we don't have the Kamishibai. Aww. Oh, but look, here is our new friend. It's Maya, isn't it? Hey! We were just talking about how we met some of our storytelling friends at the Greyland Park Festival, and you were one of them. Wow, we got new friends. I love it when we got new friends. Yeah, it's pretty exciting when you get a new friend, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna. We were just saying we're gonna tell the story of um, Usumboshi. The it's a Japanese tale about uh, a little person who was only as big as a thumb. That's not very big. No, even you're like considerably bigger than a thumb bat lamb. Yeah, well, you had to be real careful if you were that small. Yeah. Isn't that like the Tom Thumb story? It is. It's There are a number of different stories from different cultures about small people, incredibly small people. Yeah. And Tom Thumb is um, an English version of that story. <gasps> All right, so um, I tell you what, do you want to make yourself comfortable, bat lamb? And Pete and I could tell that story. Okay, I'll just go down here. All right. (laughs) 
Now in Japan, when you start the story, you say Mokashi Makashi, which is like our once upon a time in English. So Mokashi Makashi. There once lived an old man and an old woman, and more than anything else in the world, they wanted a baby. But the years came and the years passed, and never did the sound of a baby's cry fill their house. But then one day, when they were pretty old, maybe as old as Pete and I, it's pretty old, isn't it? Especially me today. Yeah, they had a... A baby. Now, that baby was only as big as your thumb. As Batman said, that's pretty little. Yeah. And they made him a teeny tiny little bed and they wrapped him in a tinier still blanket and they called him Usumboshi, which means little one-inch I don't think we measure much in inches. Little two and a half centimetres. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's a bit of a mouthful though, isn't it? We'll just call him Usumboshi. Now, like Pete, Usumboshi had birthdays. We get one every year, don't we? Yeah, he had one birthday, two birthdays, three birthdays, four birthdays, five birthdays. <gasps> he was getting older. But unlike the rest of us, he wasn't getting any bigger. He stayed as small as a thumb. Some of the boys in his village, they weren't very kind to Usumboshi. They would say mean things to him like, You're really dumb. You're only as big as a thumb. I'm pretty sure no one here would say anything mean like that to anyone, would they? No. 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 Bows and Bossy, he just ignored them. He had lots of fun to have had himself. He was so small that he could ride on the back of a grasshopper. Woohoo! Bounce, bounce, bounce. He could zoom with a dragonfly. Woo! Woo! He could run races with the beetles. And his old mother would say, Oh, and Bossy, you might be very small, but you are very brave. Well, Usumboshi, he kept having birthdays, one after another, after another, and he got older and older until one day he was a young man. And we all know what young men like to do. Can you remember what young men like to do, Pete? Um, eat cake? They like going on adventures. Oh, yeah, adventures, I remember now. Yeah, adventures. That's right. So one day he went before his mother and father and he said, Mother, father. I have decided that I want to become a samurai. Ooh, do you all know what samurai? Huh? Like a fighting soldier. Mm, special to Japan. I am going to go to the great city Kyoto and ask the emperor of Japan to make me into a samurai. When his parents heard that, his old mother said, Oh, Zimboshi, how are you going to get to Kyoto? He's such a long, long way away. You know, how are you going to stay safe? Oh, do not worry, mother. I have a plan, said Usumboshi. I am going to sail down the river in my rice bowl. And I am going to use my hashi, 
which we sometimes call a chopstick, as my oar to paddle me, and I will take one of your needles, ha-cha-cha-cha, as a sword to defend myself. Well, now his parents heard his plan, and they could see that it was a good plan that he thought about his plan. They gave their blessing. And so off Usambashi stepped with his great big rice bowl on his back and his hashi and his little needle sword. And as he was making his way down looking for the river, who did he run into but his friends, the ants? Hey, Usambashi, Usambashi, where are you going with that great big bowl on your back? Oh, I am going to uh, find the emperor in the great city of Kyoto, and I am going to ask him to make me into a samurai, a fighting soldier. Oh, listen, Bushy, you are so brave, said the little ants. Oh, uh, thank you, little ants, but maybe you can help me. I'm trying to find the river. Which way is it? Oh, uh, you go past those big flowers and then along through the long grass and then you're over the rock and then you get to the river. And he continued on his way past the flowers, through the long grass, over the big rock. And sure enough, he came to the river. And he put his rice bowl on the water. And he climbed in and he took his hashi like a paddle. And he started to paddle. And as he paddled, he sung an ancient Japanese paddling song. It went like this. <laughs> row, row, row your rice bowl gently down the river. Carefully, 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 or else you'll fall out and you'll shiver. Do you know that song? <laughs> Maybe a version of it, yeah. <laughs> and he paddled and he paddled down the river towards Kyoto. <gasps> when all of a sudden, a big fish, oh, a big fish started to swim towards him. <gasps> had hungry looking eyes and a great big mouth. <laughs> and it got closer and closer. And as it swam around the bowl, the bowl went this way. And it went that way. And this way. And that way. And it looked like <gasps> the big fish might tip Usambashi over and he would fall into the water. And... <sighs> Swallowed. But Osambashi was very brave and he stood and he took hold of his hashi and he turned to the great fish and he said, Go away, big fish! Go away! Oh, and he did it with such strength and conviction in his voice that the big fish took fright and flicked its tail and swam away. And Osambashi was safe. And he was able to keep paddling down the river until at last he reached the magnificent city of Kyoto. Kyoto, oh, it's got to be one of my favourite cities. It's pretty special. Mm. Usumboshi, he found that big cities were very different from his little village. There were lots and lots of people and they were all much bigger than he was. He had to be careful that nobody <laughs> trod on him because he would become and squashy. Yeah. Well, through the crowds he made his way to 
to the emperor's palace. And because he was so little, nobody noticed him. So when he came to the emperor's palace, he was just able to squeeze under the gate. Guards didn't see him. And he made his way into the emperor's garden. For he knew that every morning the emperor took a walk in his garden by himself. And sure enough, that morning the emperor, he came out and he was walking around his garden. And Usamboshi, he cleared his throat and he said, <clears throat> Konnichiwa, my name is Usamboshi, oh honorable emperor, and I have come to ask if you will make me into a samurai. The emperor was very puzzled. He could hear a voice, but he looked around. There was no one else in the garden. And then he looked down, and there on the ground was a tiny little man. And the emperor reached down, and he picked up Usamboshi, and he lifted him up towards his face, and he said, Was that you speaking to me? And Usamboshi, he nodded and bowed again. Oh, konnichiwa, honorable emperor. I have come to ask if you will make me into a, a samurai, a fighting soldier. You are very small to be a soldier, a samurai. <laughs> How did you get here? I, I rode in my rice bowl from my village. I came all the way down the river. Oh, you are indeed a very brave young man. <laughs> Uh, I would like to extend an invitation for you to be my honoured guest here at my palace. And so Usamboshi was taken into the palace of the emperor and he was shown around and oh, I tell you, that palace, it was filled with beautiful things, paintings and tapestries and beautiful big vases and sculptures and oh, the most beautiful thing that Usamboshi saw was no thing. It was the emperor's daughter, the princess. <gasps> she had long dark hair and warm, welcoming eyes. And she and Usamboshi, they instantly became best of friends. <gasps> they would sit and read together. They would eat together. They would walk in the garden together. And the days turned into weeks. And the weeks turned into months. And one day, the princess said, Oh, Usambashi, look. Look, it is springtime. And all the cherry trees are in flower. Oh, let us go to the temple and look at their blossoms. And so Usambashi, he jumped into the sleeve of the princess with his hashi and his little needle sword. And the two of them set off. They left the palace and they began to make their way down their path to the temple. But they hadn't got very far. And all of a sudden, from behind a tree, out jumped an oni. <laughs> thinking, what is an Oni? Should I be scared? An Oni is a Japanese ogre, a monster. He has two big horns and fingers like claws and sharp teeth. Usamboshi leapt out of the princess's sleeve with his hashi and he said, go away, big monster, go away. Well, it had worked with the fish, hadn't it? Yeah, it did work with the fish. It but... worked with the fish, but the big monster just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I'm not frightened of you. You are so teeny tiny. Yes. <laughs> and he reached down and he picked up Usamboshi and he opened his mouth wide and... He became Usan Sushi. Oh, dear. Do you think that was the end of the story? Could be. Is it time to go home? Oh, that would be a bit of a sad ending, wasn't it? Mm. If Usamboshi got swallowed and eaten. I don't think that's the end. You don't? No, it's not a very good ending. Not a very good ending. Well, he just got swallowed. Maybe he got swallowed whole. What do you mean? Maybe the Oni's not very good at chewing his food. Oh, I see. Didn't listen to his parents. No, that's right. That's why grown-ups are always telling you to chew your food. So you think he might have just been swallowed. Yeah, he might be. He might still be alive and in the Oni's tummy. Oh, yeah? But then how's he going to get out of the Oni's tummy? He's got his needle sword. Oh yeah. Okay, I think I can I think I can think of a plan. Oh good. Oh good. Okay, I'll just go I'll just go back and listen then. You, you can call me if you need my help again, Tanya. Thanks, Pat Lamb. It's always good to know that you're there with all those good ideas. <gasps> Indeed, the Oni had swallowed Usamboshi whole, and Usamboshi was very much alive and in the Oni's tummy. Ah, with his little sharp needle sword. And he took his sword and he poked it into the Oni's tummy. Ah! Oh, said the Oni, and he poked it again. Now the Oni had a very bad tummy ache and he was rolling around on the ground, holding onto his tummy, shouting and crying. His mouth was open so wide that Usamboshi was able to crawl back up and out of the Oni's mouth. The Oni picked himself up off the ground and he turned and he ran as fast as he could away from Usamboshi, that little man who had given him such a bad tummy ache. We all know how horrible it is to have a bad tummy ache. Yeah. Not good. Not good. And the princess, she turned to Usamboshi and she said, Oh, Usamboshi, you're alive. You were so brave. You've made the Oni run away. And look, he's run away and left his magic hammer. Ooh, a magic hammer. What does a magic hammer do? Well, that's a very good question. Mmm. I think you can make wishes with a magic hammer. Really? Yeah, you can wish for whatever you want. Whatever I want in the whole wide world? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if, if you got a magic hammer, mm, what would you wish for? Um. Um. Oh, it's hard to choose just one thing. That's right. Everybody knows what they don't want, but who knows what they actually do want? Um, I'd like to... Uh, uh, ah, see, it's tricky. What about you, Pete? It's so tricky. Yeah. I'm with Batlam on this. Yeah. Ooh. What to wish for if you only had one wish. Well, what do you think? 
What do you think Usamboshi and the princess might wish for? Oh, um, hmm. Go and see the cherry trees? Well, they're nearly there, aren't they? They don't have to worry about that now that Oni's gone. Okay, well, okay, all right. Um, maybe they'd like to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland? What do you know about Disneyland? In Tokyo. Oh, oh yeah, there's one in Tokyo! knowledgeable little lamb <laughs> all right well the princess she picked up the magic hammer and she said I know what to wish for oh she knows I didn't know and she struck it three times on the ground one two three and she said I wish for new shoes oh, I don't think she wished for new shoes she said I wish that Usumboshi was as tall as me. Ah! And Usumboshi suddenly grew, and for the first time he was looking in the princess's eyes instead of looking at her ankles. Her ankles? Well, he was very small before. And for the very first time, as they stared into each other's eyes, both their hearts went boom, 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 boom. They liked each other. They loved each other. Oh, are they going to kiss? Well, I couldn't say. But they did become a dynamic duo fighting team. Yeah, they were like a husband and wife samurai team. And they lived happily ever after. Yay! I like stories that end happily ever after. Yeah, happily ever after. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to be part of our podcasts, you can join the Bat Cave or support us by purchasing books and audios from our website, www.imagined-worlds.net.